Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Reporting to Central. Everything running smoothly. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Good morning, Sam. Do you want me to cut your hair then? Lunar Industries remains the number one provider of clean energy worldwide due to the hard work of people like you. <laughs> Three years is a long haul, you know. I know you're really lonely up there, but I'm proud of you. Two weeks to go, Sam. Two weeks to go, buddy. I'm going home. Looks like we got a live one. I'm gonna go out. Okay, Sam. things. What's going on? Where did he come from? Why does he look like me? You've been up here too long, man. You've lost your marbles. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I don't understand what's happening. This is my mind. I want to go home. I know. Open the pod bay doors, and I'm Sebastian. Wrong movie, Seb. Is it? Is yes, it the wrong it movie? <laughs> I just saw one really good quote and didn't want to steal it for myself. You're all welcome. What's in the room? And I'm Andy Schossler. No, that's not the quote I I'm thought. Angry. No, I had two weeks to go actually, and then I heard it in the in the preview. I thought, oh no, I can't use that. <laughs> I want to go home, Jordan. Dang it! The one I didn't do was the one about looking like a tampon you and a banana. Do this. There you go. I just figured like there's one good quote in IMDb, so <laughs> okay. Well, I do I do have a thought about the new theme song. Tell me about it. I'd love to air your grievances on air. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 one of the first lines is "We'll watch until our TVs break." Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. guys still watch stuff on TV quite a quite a lot? Like for the show, I watch a lot of material on my computer. I have a TV at home, but I very rarely watch it unless it's with my wife. I, I, I certainly I don't, watch don't the watch majority of stuff on my television, but I don't watch television. Oh, no, I I'm, I'm, you mean I'm, like I'm, physically using that screen? I mean, actually using the, the yeah, television. I, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, just, I hate looking at little screens or anything that's long. The only thing I purposely use a small screen for is a Martin Scorsese film. It's the only <laughs> thing I will specifically go out of my way to source the tiniest screen possible and make sure that I'm on like a train or something while doing it. Perfect. Um, no, I use my TV. Um, my computer will normally have some part in the uh, in the process, but I'm not going to fill in those gaps. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I try to make it as you know much of an event as possible. I, I, I've looked back at films and I find that I'm actually more likely to recommend something having seen it at the cinemas. Than, right? than at home. Not that I recommend everything from the cinemas. If something is really in your face bad, I'll still be a, a dick about it there. <laughs> um, but I tend to be a bit more positive to films because that whole experience. So I try not to watch things on my phone as much as I can, unless it's, you know, Scorsese. Um, I see. So if you were served, I don't know, 
like a you know hot fudge Sunday mm. with every film. You would be a little bit more positive. <laughs> I am very easy to buy. You'd be shocked. <laughs> You'd be shocked. <laughs> if I just if I just had a conveyor belt of ice cream and sat you down in front of yeah. Adam Sandler's entire repertoire, I'd start off great. <laughs> but much like, <laughs> but much, much like having too much ice cream, I'm going to get sick <laughs> right, <laughs> right um, around the time that little uh, Nicky maybe the turn of the century, maybe. <laughs> And, um, by, and by the ridiculous six, you're, you're vomiting up. And that's that's not even the ice cream anymore. I'm in a coma. I'm yeah. in some sort of fudge-based <laughs> coma right now. Um, okay, so officially welcome to our review of Moon. Now what you're thinking, Moon, that's a funny way of spelling and pronouncing Studio Ghibli's Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that is correct. Well, surprise, surprise, Netflix dropped a bomb. Boom. If only they had let us know in advance. So much easier. All your I mean, they could have just sent a memo, you know? That's like, right. we're, we're important people. I would have cancelled my trip to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been so much cheaper <laughs> just to do it this way. Um, but I think we, we recorded two or three of the Studio Ghibli. We've rec- you, you, you guys did recorded and released yeah. three. Yeah, and then Netflix says, oh, by the way, all the Studio Ghibli films are coming to Netflix in February. Yeah, to Australia, and New yeah. Zealand. <laughs> Anywhere that's not North America. Would have saved me a lot of time. Yep. Can it, we spoke about this, but sourcing our copies of Princess Mononoke. Difficult. So fucking difficult. <laughs> I, I, I Just talking about it on air, my sister went out and just bought the four movies that we were pegged to review because she's like, this is just easy. I'm like, yeah. it is just easier, isn't it? So Spirited Away and watching House Moving Castle became a, a very different experience for me because I got to watch them you know, properly. <laughs> um, so Did you place the disc in the tray and everything? And it just worked. Oh. Yeah. So Andrew, the crackpot that he is, had an idea. Did you want, it's your idea. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, no. All, all I wanted to say is that, that in, in honor of that, that, that we do a Studio Ghibli film per variety hour for the month of February. Yeah. While we're doing that. Maybe, you know, the, the, the favorites of the ones that we haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure were already your favorites. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go through we'll go through House Moving Castle then. Um, I mean, I know a few of us have already watched it, but we're gonna we'll do that with the rest of them um, throughout the variety hours. So I guess we'll just press on. And the good news is, so we're jumping a little bit ahead of the schedule. We've got Moon this week, and I believe next week we're either jumping back into starting our James Bond series or doing Princess um, the Princess Bride. Either way, I'm still which are working out which one of those is coming I'll first. Leave that in your capable hands. Oh, I can't so wait. The um, master scheduler that you are. Yeah, I got this. It's fine. <laughs> I'm known for my accuracy and punctuality in general and um, commitment to what's already on paper. I know you never stray from no. what's already in the schedule. Well, Look, they put pencils, <laughs> erasers on pencils for a reason. This and is, I'm looking at him right the reasoning now. reasoning mostly is that. <laughs> <laughs> the extra good news here is, though, that Jordan came across uh, a gem of a film. I and mean, now we have a week to spare because Howl's Moving Castle yep. is being slotted into the Wednesday um, slot for the variety hour. So we have a whole week to spare. And do you want to tell us what fresh hell we've <laughs> woken upon this podcast? Look, I don't know if I want to be responsible for this one. But, but you are. You are responsible. Look, I was just scrolling through through Facebook the other day and a, a poster for a movie popped up and the, the name itself immediately just piqued my attention. It's called Velocipasta. Yep. And uh, I guess the, the concept of the film is that there's a, a pasta and he also has the ability to become a velociraptor. And look, who, is, who isn't curious? Yeah. It's such a wonderful idea. <laughs> yep, and it's and it's become a bit of a meme. Like after you after you sent, I, mm. that, that was the first time that I saw it. After that, it popped up through a few independent feeds on on, yeah. on Facebook, and I said, "Oh, okay." It's it's either becoming a bit of a meme, or it's just, or I'm right in with the crowd that maybe you're in the zeitgeist. <laughs> it's finally happened. <laughs> oh, so listen, life here on the Second Take Ranch has never been more exciting. <laughs> Uh, I feel like yeah, we've 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 really just we've hit our stride in 2020. <laughs> How can they get better, really? Um, well, it can get better by us talking about um, is he is he convicted sex pest, um, Kevin Spacey, Con- or alleged sex pest, Kevin Spacey? He's in he's in this so so little. I mean, Gertie is a main part. Mm. But uh, he's I forgot in it, all so. about that, actually. Yep, I didn't realize it was his voice until some research after, and now I was like, because I was like, oh, what a lovely sounding robot! He sounds mm. like he would never harm a fly. Whoops! You <laughs> fell into his traps. That's what he wanted. He honeypotted me. Is that, <laughs> is that correct? I don't know if that's the right expression in this case. You've got to, you've we'll got go to with s- it. You've got to separate the life and and the art. When I said he honeypotted me, <laughs> I was in my head. I thought of Winnie the Pooh, how he constantly sees honey in a pot and gets stuck, and I was like, that's how he gets honeypotted in. And that's probably not what they're going for with that reference, is it? Oh, I, I, I'm guessing not. 
Okay, so you talk about you talk know. about separating artists from their from their actions, and I'm going to look up where the word honeypotting came from. What kind of honeypots you're looking into? The Winnie Seb. the Pooh ones. So yeah, you do, do, okay. I'm just looking up the definition of honeypotting. So here's the definition. I want the record to show that's how it starts off. Here's the definition. When when a person this is Urban Dictionary. Yeah, by the way, of course it is. Uh, when a person is getting took, took, took. Somebody finding your ass out, figuring out what you like, telling you what you want to hear to get what they want out of you. Honey dicking refers to when a male does his act. Honey potting refers to when a female does his act. Okay, so he was honey dicking me <laughs> with his kind, sultry southern tones. Like just dipping himself into you gently. Dipping, no, dipping his dick into honey and then we'd be like, a honey flavored lollipop. That's my favorite. I've got a cold. That's gonna coat my throat nicely to stop me from coughing. Little did I know, allegedly. Little did I know the conversation was going to go down this road. <laughs> well, there's not, I mean. Kevin Spacey has done some sci-fi films, like K-Pax. Do you, would you remember K-Pax? Never saw it, but I remember that? it coming out, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he plays a guy who is convinced he's an alien, but he's in uh, a mental institution. Oh. Uh, and so the whole, the whole film, you're not, you're, you're kind of along for the ride mm. and given a few little clues, but the whole time you're doubting Okay, is he really an alien or is he just making it up? It's a it's a good film. It's like an film. interesting concept. Is is he an alien in the end or not? You can't say. Oh. It, it kind of ends very. Are you honey dicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ends very a- ambiguously. Like it's not a great film. It's just it's just if if you enjoy sci fi, it's a good sci fi film. You said this the one name. is a great sci fi film. Moon is fantastic. Yeah. I was like, you said the name Cape Cape Hack, and I immediately had the freaking cover art in my in my brain of him wearing sunglasses, looking up into like one of the corners or some shit. I, I think it's something like that, and there's a bright light. Yeah, because it ends with a bright. Light. Something's in my brain. Anyway, sorry. This film yeah. though is not about that. Not no, no honey dicking in this film. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a lot of deception in this. There film. is a lot of deception in this. Yeah, and that's true, actually. I maybe I spoke too soon. Nailed the cover art of this film. Yeah, and yeah, that's not even the go. cover art. I was thinking, yeah. oh, Matt, it was just, oh god, what a weird looking man. Sorry, he's wearing like those yellow tinted sunglasses in the K-Pax um, photo, which to me says that he's likely about to go fishing. I reckon he's a good looking <laughs> guy. I, I like Kevin Spacey. I like his work. I do. Yeah. I never actually saw the um, House of Cards. I never touched it. Um, I'll it was- probably will one day. I like West Wing and I imagine it's got a darker, more intense vibe of like than that, but- It was good. I think it, I think it went off the rails a little bit, but it was certainly good for the first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Is he convicted? I, I don't actually care per se. I, I'm, I'm happy to do the whole, let's separate the p- person from their work because I'm not going to go and say to someone, hey, you should not watch The Usual Suspects because it's a great film. I'm not going to say don't watch a good film because a, you know a horrible human was in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can see why you wouldn't though. So if, you, that's your, if that's your case, I support you in your endeavors. But you know- why? I don't, his, know, his I don't care what other people actually do, Andrew. I'm just his, gonna, you do you, but I'm proud of you for doing it. Like his, his appearance in this film has nothing to do with his personal life. No, I don't know. I agree. I fully agree. <laughs> I'm still not going to watch any Tim Allen films ever again. Why not? He's well, a Republican. <laughs> and it's weird because I'm meant to be in a democratic safe haven with Hollywood. They kind of are awful films. Except Tim, for Galaxy Quest. Tim Galaxy Allen Quest is the only, the only extraordinary film he did the only also film, sci-fi which and good sci-fi then and the film i've ever literally walked out of i was with some friends seeing it and i literally left the theater just to sit outside for about an hour on my phone <laughs> waiting for the finish so we could go out for lunch and stuff um tim allen's rendition of the shaggy dog <laughs> it's it was it was just my brain's like no this is actual trash you you can feel it your brain shrinking while this is happening and I like it was like I'm just gonna go and I'll never yeah, yeah. so yeah Tim Allen has a special place in my heart the Wonderful. I just won't do it no, <laughs> no M- Moon is terrific sci-fi I think mm. because it moves so so slowly yeah it does yeah. We, we were talking about an off air and it does feel a lot longer than it actually is it's only an hour because it is a bit plodding. And kind of slow, but, it's but so it is really, really good oh, though. Yeah, really gets you mm. pulled, pulled my heartstrings. That's for sure. So yeah. I, I originally, because I did a double feature for this and Princess Bride, whether that comes out next week or the week after, and I immediately put Moon on to get a message from Jordan, just being like, "Hey, heads up, do uh, Moon last because it will it'll tire you out and you won't have the energy <laughs> for Princess <laughs> Bride." And literally, I, I said like, oh, too late, I've already started. And 15 minutes later, I looked up at the screen. And I'm like, I have not been watching this movie at all. And I had to stop it, watch Princess Bride <laughs> yeah. and then came back and then watched it like intensely for like the next hour and a half after that. But 
literally I dropped off in the first 15 and realized I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Well, it and is I'd a, seen this before. I still couldn't remember. <laughs> it is a film that you don't have to give your full attention the whole time. Yeah. Like, if there is kind of big gaps where nothing's really happening, but ah, you can still kind of follow along. I wouldn't say that nothing is happening mm. because it's it's setting the mood. It's a very atmospheric film. Yeah, I like that's I for like sure. watching it for that for that reason. But you certainly don't have to give it your full attention to get to get the story going. Yeah, along. to follow you can, it. You can be you know folding laundry or whatever it is that regular people do. I was playing uh, <laughs> Civilization Five. Oh yes. Oh Seb. Oh. I started the six. S- Go to six. No, 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 no I'm fine. No, I love five. I uh, started. Love, no, 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 I loved five too, and I was put onto six, and I love six. Uh, six is great. Get six. It's fine. Get six. So I was playing five. I started my game at two. No, I got home at three. Let me four, 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 maybe five p.m. on Friday. Let's say five p.m. because the numbers are so big, I can <laughs> I can round up to start with. <laughs> and I was playing the same game. Um, during this movie last night at 7 p.m. the next day, and I still had not actually seen another nation. Wow. And I had about 11 hours of gameplay. You're bad at Civ, Seb. (laughs) I don't need to see them. I just need to develop nukes faster than them. (laughs) That's all I need. Um, And then around about- That sounds like a notepad of like Donald Trump. Yep. Like right now. (laughs) It was terrible. Straight from the desk of the president. I just need to develop nukes faster than them. I just need more nukes fast right now. And then last night around 11.30 midnight, um, I discovered everyone at once and it turns out I had some heat with the Roman Empire, which I had, they were, they were my closest, apparently they coveted my land. That's cool. I didn't even know they were near me. Um, I had set it up with like a real world map and I had the I had the African continent oh, nice. just because of where I ended up, which is fine. I actually really like if you get Australia because you can quite quickly, because it's the, the size of it, take over the entire land mass. And when you eventually get to nukes, you always get uranium. Uranium and gold. Uh, it turns out it's it's a utopia for bombs, <laughs> for rich people and bombs. Um, but I ended up in Africa, which is like the yeah the the bigger, angrier Australia. <laughs> um, lots more uranium, lots more gold. Yeah, yeah, lots more people wanting to kill me for it though. I always Only go because they're closer. Yeah, I always go the pacifist route until I get my bombs. <laughs> and then it's like, well, listen, I mean, it's a launch city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I always like trade negotiations. Give me what I want. Give me, give me what I want now. Give me what I want. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to take it. <laughs> but you could have given it to me and a lot less people would have died. Oh, Speaking of, I found like this movie was, it was really refreshing to watch like a movie set in space that didn't have any you know, uranium or wars or aliens or warp speeds. Or no, other just cast members, evil really. evil company. <laughs> yeah. Why Doing they, evil company things. Were they evil? Well, I what's, mean, they what's, were what's keep, the, Yeah. I mean, they were they were doing a good thing, I guess, but they were, they definitely had evil undertones in yes. the way that they were treating poor uh, poor Sam Rockwell well, up there. Jean-Luc Picard would have a lot of things to say about the ethics of this company. <laughs> Do clones get human rights? Ah, that's the question. Good question. Mm, are they human? This film, I think, will actually age quite well um, yeah. mm. when it when it moves on to a stage where I mean, give it a couple of hundred years, maybe this will be actually a real world issue. It's set in twenty thirty five, but I don't think that's explicitly said anywhere in the film. I think it's only set up on. It's only, vaguely in the yeah. future. They gave it a setting purely because they need to then, there's one scene where they throw back and they give us the idea of like how long they've been on the moon for. Cause yeah. they've been on the moon for like, he's clone number six. They last roughly three years each if they don't die beforehand from accidents. So he's roughly 15 to 18 years in, but I think right. he's 15 because they keep having accidents and dying a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, so I think this mission started 2020. This mission started, yeah, actually, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah. we Well, what, his it. daughter was, <laughs> so it's jumping ahead, but I guess like his daughter was, what, 15? 15. When, when he gets to talk yeah. to her? So, yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because, okay, there, there is definitely a three-year life cycle because old mate's been on there for about three years and he's starting to like That's mentioned, that's not necessarily the case, but- He, he is with, referred with to his, as clone six w- when returning to Earth though. And with his daughter being 15, that does yeah. match up in, in that sense, yeah. And she, assuming it's his, it is his daughter, I don't know. We'll talk, we'll talk about the actual review itself. Indeed. Um, anything of note before we get into it, though? Audiences and critics alike love this film. Mm. Love this film. Seven point nine uh, out of out of ten on IMDb. That's pretty good. IMDb rating. And Rotten Tomatoes, ninety percent critical, eighty nine percent audience. Perfectly in line. That's funny. 
So and I, I think that's about right. I think to like this film, you have to be of a certain frame of mind. Like it's it's not going to be appealing to everybody, but no. to the people that it is appealing, they are you know right in on it. I would I would yeah. think these are the this movie's kind of like the episodes in Star Trek, the episodes that I always go for, yeah. the bottle episodes. I yeah. love when people are contained to one spot, and they've just got to deal with something in their situation, and they they yeah. don't have much to work with. And it's just an hour and a half version of this. This is literally, this is a double episode of Star Trek. It's uncovering a mystery and then you get an ending that isn't ambiguous, but it, it the story continues on from there. It doesn't yeah. definitively, you know, call it, this is the end, happy ending, everybody lives happily ever after. No, you don't because, you know, when he eventually gets, spoilers, when he eventually gets back to Earth, the, the, the new clone that uh, that has awakened... You hear the radio reports, um, and and the guy of the radio that finishes off the film says, oh, "I don't care what you call him or whatever, um, you know, he's he's still a freak to me." Next caller. Yeah. Next caller. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really love to see what their version of actual Earth is like in this film. Mm, that'd be it, interesting. Yeah, it's they've kind of like this little mystery of like what society has kind of led to this situation occurring <laughs> up here and that being kind of okay. I'd just like to see it, but I guess we've had so many films that are like that. It's just kind of nice to be like, "Yep, yeah, well, shit," but let's look over here for a minute. Like, <laughs> Um, it's a cheap film. Yeah, five, said five million. Five million. That's not much. Five million, and it only ends up taking um, close to ten uh, in the worldwide uh, gross. Okay, probably made its money back because I yeah. I don't think it was marketed terribly heavily. And no. for a five million dollar film, you you wouldn't have. For the most part, it would have just come off of like probably like buzz from like Sundance and those types yeah. of places. And I wonder if they haven't made more in residual income from DVD sales mm. and, and streaming, streaming yeah. arrangements than the actual cinema th- theatrical release. And mm. because it's a good film, this is the kind of film that's going to end up on a lot of box sets. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could easily do a double of this in 2001 as well. And bam, there you go. He's paired with the Kubrick film. Like I'm not saying it's that good, but it's, it's <laughs> similar in tone that you could place it alongside these other yeah. really well-known films. And it would, it'll pick up easily over the, over the years. I'd be willing to bet that it's on a top 50 sci-fi films of all time mm. list. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I agree. What was I looking at? Did you make Kevin, <laughs> sorry. No, I was thinking, I remember- Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, I was, reading, no, I was reading about Kevin Spacey. Um, what about Sam Rockwell, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. So he have some this. weird well, sex things going on? He hey? should have had some <laughs> trivia in IMGb. Um, <laughs> I'm probably all read the same thing, but yeah, Spacey- had like kind of half agreed to do this film, but had wanted to actually watch the film before he did the yeah, voice work yeah, I did for see it. That, yeah, which is such an awesome move. But he, <laughs> he would do it, but only if he liked the the cut. Yeah, uh, he did the fucking CGI cat movie. This man has no <laughs> clout that he can just say, "Nah, it's fine." Like that's bullshit. He so recorded- he really liked the cat film, did he? Yeah. <laughs> No, I think he really wanted the yacht that, it, that the cat movie paid for. <laughs> Is that that's the wonderful Michael Caine quote about Jaws? My, I, was, 3 or 4? I was just about to say Michael Caine was was famously asked, uh, "What did you think of Jaws 4? And he said, "I've never seen it, <laughs> but I do look at the house that it paid for." <laughs> <laughs> he missed like a nomination or an award at like the Academy Awards or some shit because he was filming Jaws 4. Like he actually missed like a great little personal achievement moment because <laughs> he was on the set of that shit. <laughs> I'd rather a house than an award, absolutely. That's true. And you can sell the award to buy a second house. <laughs> well, this was filmed during the writer's strike. Ooh. So director Duncan Jones came from an effects background. And because the studio had basically shelved all the projects on at the same time, all the effects crew for the studio came on board for the film. So that's why everything looks so crisp and looks so good. Right. And it's all practical. They're all practical effects. Yeah. I do like that. When I mean, you talk about practical effects, the, um, Gertie himself really... Yeah, really cool way of it happening. Even just like moving from room to room, where it has to like the little like arm has to like reset yeah. and adjust. And stuff. It's really, really stuff. nicely thought out yeah. too. And all the buttons and dials and things. You know, nothing is a hologram. Fuck, I hate when space movies do holograms. Yeah, because it it looks nice and and it's a gimmick. Yeah, and that's, and that's all it is. There's no substance. There's no reason for it to be a hologram. But when somebody you know thinks about a panel with buttons and dials and what they do and is it going to be a switch or a button or a, or or a dial those are interesting decisions mm. yeah. based on what the what the function of those things are yeah you can tell like even just with the set design that like they actually put like a yeah. lot of thought into it oh yeah, yeah. So we've actually reviewed this director before. I'm just looking through his. He's only, he's only done eight films, and one of those was a concert. So Moon was his first. Yeah. Um, Source Code, we haven't reviewed. Good film, Good Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, it's, it is an action film, but it's got a nice little sci-fi element there. Um, but Warcraft, 
Were you around for that when we did Warcraft? I liked Warcraft. I didn't. I, re- I yeah. remember doing that review. I liked it. And he did in 2018 Mute, which was the um, is a Netflix film starring um, Paul Rudd. Oh. Um, yeah, a mute bartender goes up against the city's gangsters in an effort to find out what's happened to his missing partner. Oh. And I remember that getting very mixed reviews and sitting on IMDb I've at never 5.4. Even heard of it. Yeah, it was on Netflix still. I think it was one of their exclusive films. So, um, but he's done like I, I really enjoy Source Code. Yeah, that's a really fun one. Maybe we'll add that if we have a, have a spare week here all day. Because no, it's interesting to talk about. It's nice three weeks in there. and you're already adjusted, slashing, the, uh, adjusted the schedule, what, eight times? <laughs> well, okay, you laugh, but I've got uh, X-Men. Right, Godfather, you're cut. <laughs> X-Men got re-announced. It's actually coming out. So fuck them. We've got to fit that one in. Ah. We've got to fit in the new Ghostbusters film. Obviously. We're not- Do not we re- though? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so fucking- Are you excited for it? Sure. I'm more excited for this one than I was the last one. Yeah. And we've got to fit in um, Morbius. What? Oh, I'm so sorry. So there's a vampire movie set in oh, the Spider-Man universe. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Starring- Oh, is that the Jared Leto one? Yep, second take uh. favorite actor, Jared Leto. <laughs> so I'm going to fit three movies in, which means I'm cutting Chicken Run 1 and the Chicken Run 2 sequel, and something else must die, which I'll work out later. Because I want to get Ghostbusters. Yeah, Vampires you- set in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. With Jared Leto. As Jared Leto's fine. No, he he's is. not. I, he's I the like problem him. with this. He's an actor. I liked him in the Blade Runner I've liked him in, in most things I've seen him in, to be honest. Yeah, he's I good. I, like, he's okay, good Suicide at what Squad's he does. not great. Every other film he's done, yeah. pretty good for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'll, I'll be the token enemy of Jared Leto then. Um, he's just a less talented, somehow, Johnny Depp. <laughs> I don't even know how it works. Um, but yeah, sorry, yeah, we are making some adjustments. So what was the movie I'm going to add in? Oh, Source Code. Oh, yeah. Find a Floor. Oh, yes, Source Code. That's it. I'm adding in mostly good films here. Yeah, it, you're, you're offsetting every good decision with, <laughs> with three bad ones. <laughs> I think Ghostbusters it's will all be about fine. consistencies. It's got Paul Rudd in it. That's all I've got so far. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new Ghostbusters? No, I haven't watched it. It looks fine. I I want to talk about in this next variety hour, uh, <laughs> Star Trek Picard, yes. which has just dropped uh, in in the last week. I suspect that it and and Ghostbusters will both be disappointing. Maybe. I think Ghostbusters will be a good standalone film, but as a part of the Ghostbusters franchise, mm. it will be disappointing. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I do like it. It does look like it will be a fun film. I don't think it'll fit in with the Ghostbusters feel. Oh, right. totally. It looks crazy yeah. different, but yeah. I don't know. I'm Doing something different is better than trying to do something the same but bad. You could just do something new <laughs> no, and, they are and not, not try and monopolize. <laughs> and they're getting most of the, car- the living cast back for bits. Okay, yeah. Why, why is that important? Why, I don't know. why are cameos important? No, They're fun. I, I just want Dan Aykroyd on screen again. He's a funny man. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want my old funny aunt, uncle back. Aunt? No. Uncle? No, you can never have Dan Aykroyd back. If you want him, go back to the 80s. No. That's where he lives. That's where Dan Aykroyd belongs. And he's great there. He did all. His, that was his golden age. He did his best work there, and now in the two thousands, he makes excellent vodka. That's what he does now. Is he it good vodka? He doesn't. It's great. He vodka. filters it with crystals. That sounds like voodoo. It's, oh no! <laughs> if you listen to the Joe Rogan episode, uh, he's he's a wacky guy. Dan Aykroyd is a wacky guy, but he's such a pleasure to listen to, and he genuinely believes everything he's saying. And That's, you can't, you can't. You're just describing insanity. You can't <laughs> help but get. You, he's so charming. You can't help but get swept up in it. And yeah. Sure. I mean, it can't be verified, but I'm along for the ride. Sure. <laughs> I'll have to. Yeah. I'll, I'll see the, the, crystal, the diamonds help, and though, yeah, it tastes better after being filtered through the diamonds. Sure thing, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Pour me another glass. Like, I suppose using people can use. That's what he does a, now. He doesn't do films anymore. He did films in the 80s. He doesn't do them anymore. Leave him. He's just acting. He's not Let writing. Let him it. be dead. No. No, one, no one's ever really gone or whatever the line is. Um, I'm excited for Ghostbusters, but what was the other one? I don't, oh, I don't God, even there's know. so many things. Oh, Morbius. You're going to love that. Morbius. It sounds good. I think it looks it like sounds trash. Like something, <laughs> it sounds like something out of Rick and Morty, actually. <laughs> it does. Yeah. does it have a trailer yet? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's, it, that, that's how I knew it was coming out this year. I, I, I heard about it, no. but I heard that they had rumored to have cast him. All I saw was I there was like some like photo from the set and they'd like painted in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man <laughs> like on a wall somewhere. 
And they were like, oh, I wonder where it's going to be connected to. Mm. But I didn't know there was an actual trailer yet. The trailer is just normal Sony superhero bullshit. Mm. And then the very end, um, it reveals that he's talking with, um, oh, what's his name? Michael Keaton from Spider-Man, right. the Homecoming. Oh, so okay. they, they are directly tying it into that one. Sure. It doesn't sound like um, Tom Holland's going to be in this one because they're trying to keep him away from the in the States R-rated yeah. films. Right. Um, it looks horrible. I'm, I'm, I like superhero <laughs> films. I'm looking at this, I'm like, this does not look like a good time. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> it's great. They're all the same. Well, now that Fox is gone, you know, we're going to have a, a significant absence of bad uh, superhero films for a bit. No, you I say that, but... <laughs> the next one's coming out still, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, and God. this film was shown to NASA. Mm. Uh, spe- specifically, you know, shown to them just because it does have a lot of real-life science in it. Uh, and one of the comments, some of the scientists questioned why the helium-3 was being harvested on the far side of the moon rather than on, on the near side of the moon where it's more abundant. And Duncan Jones, in a great response, he said, oh... So it doesn't affect the wildlife. <laughs> That's terrible. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> and I think when you've got a guy like that doing a sci-fi film, that's exactly the that's exactly the the right tone that it's going to. Set. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you need someone who's a little bit of a smartass <laughs> uh, in just the right way. I mean, who knows enough about the the subject matter that he can you know, be be sarcastic and and yeah, and, yeah. And everybody gets it. <laughs> This is going to ruin a joke, but I'm curious. They wouldn't be doing it on the far side of the moon because it would be like fuck off levels of cold, right? Well, it's because that's the dark side, right? That's where the dark side of the moon, where the sun's not hitting it most of the time, and it's just like a welcome. It's cold to, anyway. But welcome it's be worse. to elementary astronomy, Seb. <laughs> okay, let's try. The moon orbits the mm. Earth, so during the month, half of the moon at any one time is lit mm. by the sun. Yep. The far side of the moon is not the dark side of the moon. It's just the side of the moon that the Earth never sees because the moon is tidally locked to the Earth. Okay, yep, with you so far. It still gets lit up by the sun. When you have a new moon, the far side of the moon is facing the sun and it gets a lot of sunshine. Okay, so they're different things. So it'll be hot and cold just like anywhere else. That sounds horrible, but also, just, <laughs> but it will be extra cold at some points, right? I may have been basing my moon science off episode two of Futurama, um, where they go to the moon theme park yep. and they're racing the shadow, <laughs> um, even though it's cold anyway. If it's in the shadow, it'll get to negative 200 degrees. Like that. It's Celsius <laughs> or Fahrenheit. First one, <laughs> then the other. <laughs> is that from the same, is that from yeah, the trial? Yeah, that's okay, that's really, really familiar. Oh, good. It's a good episode. Yes. It's the, I watched it on the plane. <laughs> they had like four episodes of Futurama and these were the four <laughs> oldest episodes of Futurama. I was like, oh, whatever. And thus concludes elementary astronomy. Oh, excellent. We're all better for it. <laughs> um, so they made about 10, 10 million though. It's doubled itself. That's not bad. But we normally say double it, for it, marketing, but I can't imagine this film having a double marketing budget. It made its own budget. I don't think it was ever made to be a blockbuster. No. It's just, uh, Duncan Jones really wanted to work with Sam Rockwell, but the film he had at the time, uh, they neither of them could agree on which role Sam should have. So Duncan went off and wrote this. Mm. Wrote this specifically for Sam Rockwell to be able to work with him. Okay, that's pretty nice though. Yeah. It was shot in a month. You know, mm. and five million dollar budget. I'm sure Sam Rockwell got a nice chunk of that. That's good for a for a month's worth of work. Yeah, for sure. Watching this, he did really well to play. Oh op- yeah, op- opposite himself. Those mm. scenes were fantastic. So good. Yeah, there was. I was going to say, and he's he's definitely playing two distinct characters, yeah. even though he's technically the same character. You can tell it's two different portrayals. Oh, yeah. Makeup wise, having one of them well, really that, sick. Yeah. No, that, that really helps. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, there was one scene in particular. I kept watching for them to do like handovers between each other. <laughs> and the first, it's not, the, it's not that sort of film. It's it's not going to do. It, you know. There is a scene where he's like touching him in the face and stuff, and they're just and it was. That's the thing. It was done quite well for what it was. I know, but it's not an effects based film where no. that stuff would be highlighted as look 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 how good we are. We can get that. No, yeah. it's just telling a story. Very but they still went for it. Those compliments, oh, yeah. like it's yeah. great. Yeah, because I was watching from like a you know. Jordan here does a lot of filming for stuff that I'm involved with through wrestling. I'm watching him like, okay, how the fuck are they doing this? Mm. Is there a way that Jordan can do this? I don't think so. I don't know. 
pretty much when he was touching himself in the face and combing his hair back, I was like, yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> the, the ping pong scene I was good for. I get how yeah, that works. That's fine. <laughs> Mapped that one in my brain. But when it came to like, now they're just, he's just touching his face. Oh, I don't know how they're doing this. It's magic. Do you have any ideas? No. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we're close, but we're not quite there to having I mean, a I mean, I know how you can do yourself in the same image. Yeah. But actually, and like, you know, talking to yourself, but physically like, Touching, mm. that's, yeah, I don't know how they did that. It was like when he was trying to tell him to put his beanie back on, he was like combing his hair back and it was all this one unbroken shot. And he's just like, yeah. And I, was, I will say the hair didn't move when he brushed it and but his hair was wet. I'm like either his hair's being really re- resilient or it's just perfectly framed. And there's actually, cause there's no, he's rubbing his head and nothing's changing. It's just a nice bit of trickery. I love it. I need to know how they did it because I'm sure they did it very fucking cheaply. (laughs) I want to copy it. I just want a promo where there's five of me. (laughs) High five of myself all in one shot. Did it remind you of um, of any other films, sci-fi films released around the same time? Not the same time. The only sort of thing I really got from it was 2001. Really? Yeah. I felt it had the same sort of, not the same, but like a similar kind of vibe to it, I suppose. Even a similar kind of plot given Mm. like the, the robot there you know, giving you the company line and everything. Yeah. With the the person trying to, you know, find okay. out where to sit. Like, not plot for plot, exactly the same or anything. But like it that. immediately reminded me of both Oblivion and The Island. Oblivion oh. was the Tom Cruise one where yeah, he is yeah. where he is a, a clone or something and he and he finds his other his other counterpart who are separated by geography. Okay. Again, exploring some planet or monitoring some station or whatever. And the island, uh, you and McGregor. Where he literally is a clone made to be yeah, spare yeah, parts okay. for for the rich guy that mm-hmm. that uh, ordered him, and they were both made in the late two thousands. Yeah, it would have been same sort of time. Yeah. I've not seen either of those. You said the island, and I, my mind went to the it's beach good. and with Leo, no, and no, I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, the island and Oblivion. Okay, Oblivion was good apart from the ending. Okay, I've, I've, but, I've, I've heard but good Tom Cruise is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard Oblivion looks really good too. Yeah, like it does. really good art design there. Okay, well. Good story. Good slow story. Is it? Yeah, of just Tom Cruise working out this, you know, things that don't make sense. Yeah. yeah. One of my friends was watching, um, messaged me last night while watching Gemini Man, the uh, Will Smith oh, film. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's so weird because the whole film's done like 120 frames per second. Mm. Um, and obviously two Will Smiths on screen a lot at the same time, big action scenes. It's like, it just feels like a big video game. Yeah. And, <laughs> and because of it visually having that frame difference, it just feels really weird watching it. Did you guys ever see the Hobbit films? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, they shot it like 60, I, I think. think it was, yeah. Because yeah. it's normally, is it 24? 24, yeah. yeah. So you speed up the frames for a second, you're noticing a lot of extra movements you normally wouldn't see. And it just- It's so jarring at first yeah. too. It took me about an hour and a half in the first Hobbit film to get used <laughs> to it. It just feels wrong. Yeah. I can't imagine what 120 must feel like. It's well, that's the thing, like bother? when they, I don't know why they bother doing that because half- like cinemas don't even have the capability to screen something at 120 frames. So it would have been taken down to 60 anyway. Yeah. And even then, I don't get why people want to do it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it feels like the weird. Only, the only reason to shoot anything at anything over 24 is if you're going to slow it down. Yep. And like, that's the intention. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just looks weird. It does. I was watching this. Um, if it exploits some weird, you know, brain physiology that, yeah. that we like do. That's, like, that's like good for like a short form, but like, you don't like you don't want it to feel weird when you're watching like a movie for an hour and a half. Well, that depends on what kind of movie it is. Like, yeah, I suppose so. I can't think of any title off the hand, but I'm sure somebody has done it. Of made made like a, a thriller, a horror film. It, our, our ears typically can't hear below 16 hertz, but if you introduce sound below that, even though we can't hear it, we're not consciously aware of it. Our bodies respond to it because they're feeling some sort mm. of vibration, and yeah. it. And it immediately makes us, you know, feel creepy. No, the, the so I've you can, read you can this elicit, being done. Yeah, you can elicit those sorts of things. So maybe if the, you know, frame rate uh, does some some ex- exploits some weird, you know, part of part yeah, of the physiology, maybe. that'd be interesting. But if it's just, you know, oh look, we have. Yeah, I don't feel like it does. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what it really elicits out of frames you. a second. You can only see twenty five at a time. Yep. But, <laughs> <laughs> but believe me, the thousand are there. There's this YouTuber, um, this Italian um, YouTuber called Aldo Jones, and he goes through. He does a lot of really ridiculous, goofy, you know, comedy edits of um, different films. Sorry, of their um, trailers. But he also, when when Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War came out, he redid a 
60 frames per second version of their trailer. Okay. So, so you can watch the original trailer and then that trailer. And it's great because you can then see okay. all the things that you don't get to see with the 24 frame one. Um, and it works kind of fun for an amusing, oh, that's kind of neat, but that's for a two minute trailer. Doing for a two hour movie, mm. just fuck right <laughs> off. That's horrible. Oh. All right. Let, uh, we've been going for 40 minutes. Let's get into the review. Let's do it. <laughs> um, do we, we, we've been kind of doing no, it no, along yeah. the way. Look yeah. at us multitasking. Yeah. Who, says that, who says that three blokes with beards can't do two things at once? I have, I have nothing negative to say about this film. Like I, I think it's a perfect sci-fi film. Well, let's yeah. talk about the, the plot really basically. Sure. I mean, just so old mates on the moon doing, or was he harvesting helium three, you were saying? Is that right? Yes, he's the, he's the operator. There's a moon base set up. It's got four harvesters out there. Named Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke, Luke which the writer was asked, you know, is there any, you know, symbolism to that? You know, them being the four, uh, f- the first four gospels of the New Testament. He said, "No, I just need a four names." I 100 percent would have gone the Beatles, but that's yeah, really- that's exactly what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Um, so he's effectively there. Kind of in the role that Jack Torrance is in The Shining. He's mm, he's just the there to maintain. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he he goes out and collects the full canisters from the harvesters, but other than that, he's just sitting there killing time in the base and yeah. making sure everything's working smoothly. Yeah, and just yeah, maybe yeah. the occasional repair job. And that's pretty much yeah. it. He just kind of sits around and tinkers and goes slowly crazy. But he goes. I couldn't imagine doing that. Hey. Yeah. Like complete isolation is just so horrifying to me. Yeah, for three years as well. Especially, yeah. Like that's a long time. I mean, I suppose he has the robot with him. And to be fair, I know saying he's got a robot to talk to sounds like shit, but it's actually, it's quite a smart and personal robot. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he should be talking more to Gertie and less to himself. I feel like he made a choice and that was his bad. <laughs> We're not introduced to the story from, from his inception. Uh, it, we sort of joined him halfway, so we joined him two weeks out from from finishing up the job. Yeah. He's, so in, in yeah. theory, he's been there for yeah, just shy of two years out of three. Sorry, he, three years. He may already be sick of Gertie. Just ah, you're always telling me what to do. <laughs> Screw you. Yep. You're not. You don't. You know, I can't talk about baseball with you. <laughs> can't talk about girls with you. <laughs> but, but you're always looking out for me, and you always cook a mean bean salad. So oh, yeah, you know, you're all right, Gertie. But can't so, wait to get away from you. So we join him, and he's starting to. We, we, we learn this later on. He This is a clone. We don't know it yet. But he's starting to deteriorate. He's starting to see things. We kind of get the pitch that he could just be a bit stir crazy because he's been there for about three years. Well, he see, starts seeing images of other recordings of himself mm. that you know have, have have beards and things that he hasn't had for a while. He or... saw a lady sing in his chair as well. Yeah. So he, we, we, we're played with the idea that he might just be going a little bit kooky, which makes which perfect sense. Three years by yourself on yep. the moon. Yep, <laughs> um, That'll do it. He goes out to investigate a some harvesters. Yeah. Hallucinates, doesn't see the base in front of him, crashes into it, and he wakes up on a bed. And Gertie's like, "Yeah, you you had an accident, you know." No. Did we watch the same version? Yes. He doesn't crash into it. He stumbles upon another another car. Yeah, that's what I saw. That is crashed into the bottom of of the harvester. That was his car. No, it's not his. It's another vehicle. That somebody else had to have been driving. So how did unless they're but, the, but then he crashes because he steps into it and finds a body. He comes back and says, "Gertie, who is this? I, I found this. It looks just like me. Who is this?" Oh, we watched different versions. This is weird. Oh, <laughs> my version okay. is that's what I saw. I saw what you yeah. saw, but I just I just consulted Wikipedia as well. And okay, the, the plot line that they say is he crashes. Yeah, he is like having hallucinations and he crashes. Yeah, so he crashes, wakes up. Gertie's like in in the infirmary, and Gertie's like, "You had an accident." Um, blah am I, blah am, blah. Am I just skipping ahead? Am I? I mean, a, the a scene you've of... described just does happen just in about thirty okay. minutes from now. Oh, I, I, so I've skipped ahead. Yep. Okay. So if we're but in my version anyway, we're led to believe that he's yeah had the accident somehow, gotten back out, and Gertie's like, "You're really weak. I'm going to monitor you and stuff." Blah 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 blah. Um, he, after a couple of days, gets out of bed and that's when he overhears Gertie having a live conversation right, with yes. the um, people on Earth. Right. Um, he then is a little bit sus about the whole thing and he ends up tricking Gertie to let him outside so he can go check for some repairs because some quote, that's right. meteorites may have hit the hull, which they didn't. Gertie was keeping in there while this other accident was being set up. No, the accident happened. So... Clone one was the one that we started <gasps> with. Yeah. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah. I've I've got it completely mixed up in my head. That's right. Yeah. That Sam was supposed to die there. 
Well, yeah, and, 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 and he would have done. And this is the new clone waking up. Thinking that that was him because he was told he had an accident, but he's really confused because Gertie's not letting him do things and he's, he hears a live conversation, which he understands to be impossible. I got all muddled up trying oh, to remember it. You bor- I was worried. I was like, <laughs> is this like Clue? This is no, it's, it's not a confusing <laughs> plot, but it it is a bit wibbly wobbly. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's all the one scene setting yeah, as that's well. That's what I yeah. thought happened as well. Like I was on board with you. I was like, yeah, that's how it, that's how it went, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered it completely differently. <laughs> so he finally goes out because he tricks Gertie and then he goes to find the of rover course. and then he finds himself. That's right. Brings him back. Which he wasn't supposed to because that was supposed to be yeah. cleaned up or harvested or whatever. When, Eli- like, when yeah. Eliza <gasps> rescued no, that's, there. Yeah, that's the cleanup crew that come and that's yeah. right. So yeah, then there's now two of them, which was never the plan. And it's pretty much them trying to grasp it. They're, they're debating with each other, like who's the real one to begin with. Now, Gertie surprisingly reveals to them pretty early on, I think, that they are, he confirms that they are clones. Yeah. Yeah. I it, thought they kind of maybe did that a little bit early. I mean, it's it's good for the story because then that immediately sets them down the path of, okay, if we're clones, let's let's figure out exactly what's going on here, how, how deep it goes. Mm. Because if it's just the two of us, then, okay, we can work with that. Mm. But they're at each other's throats for a little bit to start with because the, the, the original clone one thinks I must be the real one I was yeah, here first. Yeah. The other one's like, um, no, I'm definitely real. They just woke me up because my clone fucked up. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, they're both clones. doesn't really matter in the end. Um, and yes, yeah, so this mission's coming to pick up, you know, in theory, bring one of them home, which they later on uncover is not true. The clone just gets killed at the end of its cycle and a new one's awoken. Um, they work out the real... Sam? Not Sam. What's his character's name? Sam. Oh, well, that was easy. Sam Bell, yeah. Oh, cool. The original Sam's been home for 15, 16 years. And um, they're just, yeah, perpetually being woken up to work and killed off when the time is up. And they're in a bit of a loop themselves. For free energy. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Well, well, not free. Limitless energy. Yeah. Isn't capitalism great? It is. And yes, we, wouldn't, so we wouldn't have limitless energy if it wasn't for capitalism. If it wasn't for clones. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty much... Um, New Sam decide, you know, works out a way to get them both home by waking up an even newer Sam to take the fall of the dead body, yes. but then yeah. old Sam's deteriorating anyway. Um, he's pretty much looks like he's got like radiation sickness or something. Like he's he looks like he's got leukemia. Yeah, like being I wasn't too sure what was happening with him, yeah. other than that he was obviously very sick. Oh, like his at teeth s- are falling out, he's coughing up blood. Yeah, he's just deteriorating really quickly. He looks like he's undergoing chemo. At some of. point they get the idea that the satellite communication is not actually disabled mm. it's just because he heard Gertie having yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the signal is just being jammed yeah. somehow so they get in there they get in their vehicles or one of them does anyway and just drives off further than they ever have from from the base and they stumble upon this tower that is indeed jamming them uh and the deteriorating sam makes a call the home just just tries to make a call to mm. to the to the line to look for his wife and discovers his daughter yeah also his wife's dead well, uh, his his memories. I mean, his his idea of what the current time is is fifteen years in the past. She's mm-hmm. just had the baby. Is that right? In, in his memory, yeah, that's right. Well, now she's like fifteen or sixteen, or whatever yeah. it is. The wife's dead, and oh. we hear Sam in the background. Oh, that sent chills. Mm. So every time, like I know it's coming, but it's you know, <laughs> still still works very well. Yeah, I read great. this um, in the trivia and went back and had a bit of a watch. It's quite interesting. So when he sees the announcement of her being pregnant there is like another person in the room there kind of standing yeah. by the camera. And because there's that little thing, even you watch it back again, it does kind of give the illusion that they were kind of working from a script to have that sequence <laughs> for them. Um, which is a nice little wrinkle that like that, it's all just there to psychologically keep the clone on right. task and going like, yeah, yeah cool. You're two, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Here's our baby, you know? Um, well, interestingly, um, it's definitely evil. But it doesn't feel evil. It's only evil when I deconstruct it for me. Yes. Like I never feel yeah. like what a bunch of dicks, but I'm like, oh, that's probably kind of dark. When Corporate you, evil. When you stumble upon it, because we've been with Sam, clone Sam the whole time. If, yep. you, if you saw it from the other side, you would probably think, oh yeah, you know, well done on giving him some sort of comfort that plays into his, his memories, which aren't really his memories, but you know, he won't function without, without feeling like he's properly human. Well, let's yeah. look at the alternatives here. If the clone has a three-year life cycle, we're never really told that that's mandated by the company. I'm I'm assuming it's just is what it is. If it indeed, you know, the clone starts deteriorating at that point, you know, because whatever reason, the technology, you know, can only make three-year clones. And I get that you 
don't want to put an actual person in the situation because it's fucking terrible. My solution is you put two people in that situation. That's my answer. Yeah. Okay. If you, guns to your head, you put more than one person on the moon so they have <laughs> someone to talk to. But, but, the whole, but the whole point of having a clone there is that it's essentially an unmanned station. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I'm just saying like morally, if you want to avoid dumping an actual real human being in a solitary situation- I can see why the clone dump option two. exists, but yeah, <laughs> my option would just be you don't dump one, you put two there <laughs> and you just, you know, yeah. obviously they can fly people back and forth like they do with the ELISA mission. So it's not like it's impossible or impractical. They're doing this every three years anyway to clean up the dead clone to put Seb, the new one in. If you start using limitless energy for frivolous things like flying around, <laughs> you know, pretty soon you'll get to the year one million and you'll be, and you'll have tapped into that supply a little bit. You know, you have to think about these things. You can't be wasteful with limitless energy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're entirely correct. <laughs> now <laughs> I, I, I completely get it. it. It it does seem a bit, a bit silly to not have, uh, to not have regular track. Like the, this world needing a clone to, to have that base functioning at its, at its uh, peak or in any sort of way doesn't seem right. It would, you would just man it and have regular flights in and out. Yep. Exactly, yeah. But okay, I get, once again, I do get the reason why there's not an actual human being on there because that's a terrible situation that you wouldn't want to put anyone in. If gun to your head, for some reason, you can only have one and, you know, that same guns to your head, the clones have to die after three years. Research stations in Antarctica are cut off from the world mm. for months at a time. But they've got more than one person. <laughs> no, and there's, and, and there's no reason why you wouldn't have a crew there. Yeah. But sending sending people off to be isolated from the rest of the world for you know, some some stretch of time is not is not obscene. It's not unheard of. It's happening right now. Mm. Yeah, I was just confused given how cool Gertie was. Why Gertie wasn't just there by himself? Like, I know well, he do, well he doesn't have a finger and thumb. He has. So he can't he does a, have finger and thumb. <laughs> he can't turn a screw. He does have that exact thing. He has two parts. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, and that's and that's fine for some rudimentary stuff. He pats yeah, he's Sam got on the back. But then what happens to Gertie? Gertie's all alone. And then uh-huh. Gertie starts yeah. to lose its marbles, despite exactly right. being a machine. Yes. And <laughs> who cuts Gertie's hair? That's a very good question. Seb, you it's you know, it's turtles all the way down. You're just not <laughs> <thinking> this <through. laughs> you're, right. you're talking about introducing a secondary Gertie, a backup yes. Gertie. <laughs> I, just want, I just want my Gertie's to have a Gertie to fight. <laughs> um I know. I but just Gertie's good. Yes, yeah, surprisingly cool about the whole thing, and just mm. lays it all down. Well, Gertie's mission is to keep Sam comfortable and happy. Yeah. Yep. That's it. But they programmed that one badly. <laughs> but there doesn't seem to be any any uh, programming um, uh, backstop for for him revealing information that it, you would think is sensitive. It's mm. one of those yes, things. Yes, you are a clone. Yes, this is the way we we operate. Exactly. I, I suppose it doesn't matter because they're not getting off the moon anyway. Yeah, he finds out, big whoop, he's still going to die in three years. Yeah. Even if he's back on Earth, he's still yeah. it's still going to happen. Like, oh, it's a temporary issue, even at the worst. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Like, sure, he's escaping, but you still have a three-year lifespan, right? <laughs> yeah, well, at least on the moon for it. And he's got he's not like he's you know, from a baby to a three-year-old where he can't really do no, anything. At least he's, he can do things in those three years. It's just a, it's a death sentence. But yeah. He's, What's yeah. weird is that there is a functional escape pod on the moon. Like he actually mm. gets in the escape pod and launches toward. It's not like it's just there for psychological reasons. See, you know? that was confusing. I thought he it, was stowing act- away to be picked up by Eliza with like the cargo, and then when he launches, I got so confused because I thought I, he was just sneaking into their ship. When I first watched it, I thought, you know, okay, this is what is called the escape pod, but it's actually just you know like a vaporization or a gas chamber or something, where you go in, you you lock it up, it moves outside, so if there is anybody inside, you'd never. You'd never know it, yeah. but it just gets gassed or exposed out to the thing, and you die there. You don't actually go back to Earth. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? It freezes them, yeah. and then it yeah, whatever it does, sure. gone. Yeah, it weird. But I was confused why they didn't just jump in the escape pod any like straight away. If there was an escape pod, that, yeah. that, that feels like a bit of an oversight. Because I thought yeah. they must be waiting for this mission to get there because they need it to escape. No, he waited until there were people there that could stop him to escape. That's strange. But they never arrive. The Eliza people, yeah, they arrived like, to clean I, I, up the other one, and then they open the door to find him, and they find Clone Three on the bed. Yes, but we don't yeah. see them. I don't think. No, but, but he no. gets away. But but one of the same clones gets away. But why before. did they not just launch three days ago? Why oh. did they wait till then to launch? That's why I figured they needed the other guys to be there. But then it turns out no, they were completely side by side. Wait, it's like why wait for them to get there? They could yeah. have launched a week ago when old mate was before he was almost dead. 
It is a bit. It is a bit confusing in that sense. Yeah, it doesn't make complete sense why it is the way it is. But if you then try and put that in the real world, then okay, even an unmanned station, if it did have anybody ever going there for any reason, okay, there's some extraordinary maintenance or whatever, you would still have to have facilities for the in case something happens, there would yeah. still have to be a functional escape pod there. That's not my so problem. I want it to be there. My problem is why didn't they fucking use it a week ago? No, I, I, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. And, and and I'm thinking, okay, maybe they, you know, program these clones to have some you know fundamental need to stay at the base. Like it's it's the this is their primary mission and they will avoid doing, you know, everything else as long as possible to keep this base running. As long as their life isn't immediately in danger, mm. they will stay and keep the base running. They are there to work. I get that yeah. I'm here to do a job. I'm not going to just clock off early by escaping to the earth. I get why they didn't do that prior to working out that there's two of them. But the second they both worked out, shit, we are both clones. And the second they work out, they've got a life expectancy. Like, like they do, I'm surprised that they then don't immediately quit. It's the fact that they learn all of that and like, oh, we'll just wait 36 hours. Well, what yeah. would you do? It doesn't make like a lot of psychological sense, I guess, when you're looking at it from there. Because like, I guess if you were in that situation, you'd just be like, well, well fuck this, I'm bailing. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> but would at you? the same time, I mean, you'd pro- yeah, actually, maybe not. He I bails mean, after probably- finding out 15 years had passed. But if, if he didn't find out that and he still thinks his wife's there, the right age, alive with a, a little girl on the way or already born, he'd also still leave because he'd have a family to go yeah. back to. It's just strange that either way, I can see why he'd what leave. If, I just don't see why he waited. What leave. if by leaving before his mission is up, he forfeits three years of pay? Well, then say it. Tell us that. Like I'm saying, like I don't I'm, happy, I, I'm happy for that to be the reason, but I need to know it's the reason. Otherwise, I, it's- I don't think you have to explicitly say that for, and, for it to be a part of the universe. But even by that stage, they've worked out that you didn't even start that model. How long have you been here for? for you, if you think you're just three years shy and that model was there before then, like they've all given the reason that, that that time has passed. They know they've been here longer than three collectively. So even under the contractual obligation sort of deal. The clones aren't getting paid. That's, I know they're not. That's, I, that's not the issue. That's they, leave. They've never been to Earth. They're never going to Earth, or at least that's that's not the plan. But as far as what the Sam clone thinks is real, you know, he's still going to behave in a way that makes sense to him. Mm. And if he thinks his family's real, then he's going to keep behaving like the job is real and he's really going back. So he can't forfeit all that just yeah. for just because he's a little bit freaked out. Would you guys do this? Clones aside, yeah. three years on the moon by yourself, assuming no. that you come back to a pretty good pay package. I'd take a one-way trip. <laughs> You'd just be like, I'm yeah. done. No, I'd, I'd, I'd totally do it. But you go crazy, Andrew. Good. What do you mean go crazy? In this example where you're the one person there up by yourself and you do have a you do have a, an alleged rape robot with you, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> I said alleged, it's fine. Um, oh, we're gonna, gonna have to fill our time somehow. No, boo. <laughs> but I mean like, you would, you would do it? Yeah, absolutely. No way. And be a part of history that way? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would like I could not experience. be by myself for three years. Yeah, three years okay. is the problem. No, I'm, I'm saying I could do a one-way trip. That's what like, I'm saying. That's, that's even fine. crazy. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I'll go and man the thing, and I'll and I'll die up there too. That's fine. I guess oh. space really is the final frontier, isn't it? What have you I'm got left you, after you've done that? I'm telling your wife that you would live, <laughs> live and die on the moon alone. She's on board too. No, no, you don't. You don't get to bring her. <laughs> no, I mean, as as far as thinking about how it. Uh, yeah, th- thinking about the whole situation. Yeah, I get motion sick Something very else. easily, but I'm tempted to try. I, I yeah, would the moon is very fast. No, I mean getting there <laughs> would be the part that's gross. Um, three yeah, years to, is a yeah, no, no, to, no to chance. be a part of history like that. Six months. Like imagine, I think I could reason six months. Imagine, Maybe. Yeah. Imagine having the option two hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, to circumnavigate, you know, the globe. Go, go, explore some continent that we vaguely know is there, and we need maps of it. It's going to be a three-year expedition. You're going to be on the same crew. You're probably dying because when these ships have come back, half the crew have, have died anyway from diseases or natives or whatever. Would you do that? I feel like I'd be more inclined to do that because at least I have people to talk to. Well, this is essentially no no different to that. If it was, I mean, I guess, but uh, like, if it was actually and, us, and you'll go down in the history books as the guy that did this. You were a, a pioneer that set up this new world. 
I guess the difference is for us, if it, if it was, if we're taking clones out of the situation. Like this is just us as individuals doing it. I mean, there'd be no bullshit reason for why you couldn't Skype in people. Like you could talk to people, you just wouldn't see True. anyone. But let's, for the sake of a direct direct comparison, let's say that, yeah, for some reason, you, we can't call back to Earth. You can do video messages back and forth interstellar style, like they do in this film, but you can't have an actual conversation with someone. Well, let's say you're far like even- But you do have Microsoft, Sam. Even Mars <laughs> is like, has a, has a <clears throat> um, at its, at its uh, smallest, has like a, uh, a radio lag of like 10 minutes or something. Okay. So it's- right? Because light only- yeah. Travel so travel so fast. So that that's at its best. And so at its worst, it you know could be even more, like half an hour. Sometimes you you know, for for a period, I would imagine if if the sun's in the way, maybe you have trouble communicating. Right? Maybe, maybe you just couldn't communicate for a few. And weeks. if the sun's not in the way, you'd be surprised how slow things move <coughs> when they're cold. <laughs> right? So, Am I doing it right? <laughs> so you certainly couldn't have live conversations, but you know, sending an email wouldn't be a problem. You'd have a, a response within twenty minutes. Oh, it's. It's better, yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, I, I'm always talk about like my ideal holiday would be to go away to like a cabin in the woods and just chill out for a couple of weeks, like not by myself. Like I take Jess with me, for example. I, the dogs come with me too. I'd bring every part of my household there, as like yeah. people wise, and and I'd just love to like just chill out, you know, go crazy, kill a bunch of people, write a story. <laughs> you know, that's the normal cabin in the woods things that you as do. You do. Um, Burn down a hotel. Burn down a hotel, you know, just basic <laughs> stuff that any normal writer would want to do. And that sounds lovely to me. But if I had to be even oh, three weeks by myself, like if I, if I wanted to go on a little retreat myself, doable once again. But I feel like being in the woods is once again very different to being contained inside of a building. Like I wouldn't want to go Let on a retreat. Let alone that building being on the moon. Yeah. He wasn't like contained. A three week retreat to my work sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> But Sam wasn't wasn't contained within the building. He was obviously contained within a structure, his suit, the vehicle, because yeah. there's no atmosphere on the moon. But he was certainly free to roam around. He could he could get in his suit and drive to you know drive around the harvesters. I'm sure he could just jump in and go for a drive if he wanted to, if there was nothing pressing. Yeah, it's not like there are you know, energy concerns or yeah, you know, infinite resources. It's fine. That's exactly right. Yeah. <sighs> So you wouldn't be you wouldn't be three years in. of driving on the moon, and it's though. a big base. It's not like it's one room. Yeah. It's a it's a mm. big base. He's got multiple rooms. You know, there's a kitchen, there's an infirmary. I'm sure there's a bedroom and a rec room, and they're all separate rooms. He's also having the same meal every day, and it's baked beans, which I do not like. <sighs> like oh. I'm I'm sure you'd be served something that would be appropriate. Just not baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> I just what's I'm, wrong with baked beans? I'm never in the mood for baked beans. Maybe if you had it every day of your life for three years, you would learn to love it, Seb. Or <laughs> hear me out. That would that would drive me to my, my red drum moment even faster. Alright. Um I reckon we should uh have a bit of a chat about whether we recommend this thing or not then. Definitely. Yeah. I absolutely do. Yep, yeah, I think it's a good watch. Like as as we just had the discussion, it's not that it has plot holes, but there's stuff to talk about. It's not yeah. you know every little aspect isn't addressed in the film, and it's a good sci-fi. There's some real science in here. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's a bit basic in a in a good way. Like it doesn't go flashy with yeah holograms and head-up displays and things. Now it's just good, solid, grounded science. There's there's a concrete base probably made from materials that. They found on the moon there are buttons Jeez, and dials, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just made from various kinds of cheddar. Now, Mooncrete and Marscrete are genuine proposals hmm. for the for the no no for for the for, for the colony that that goes there to not bring you know habitable modules with them to bring with them the materials they need, you know finding you know the the ash and rock and whatever they need on the moon. To use that to make concrete on the moon, out of, of the moon. That's cool. To, to build the base that way. And they're calling so it safe. Mooncrete and Marscrete? Moon, well, Mooncrete definitely. Sure. I think Marscrete is sort of being. <laughs> Can we Earthcrete? Are we changing <laughs> else to like that? Like what? <laughs> God, science is annoying. Um, <laughs> science yeah. is wonderful. It's Seb. the worst. I No, I definitely recommend this film as well. It was a good yeah. time. I say good time. It was enjoyable, it was brief. And for an hour and a half, it's going like, to make you think a little bit. So it's not just like yeah. some bullshit you know, popcorn film that you can put on. It's yeah. a very digestible mystery. For sure. Like it's yeah. very firmly rooted in like sci-fi, but it does have that, you know, study in its in and of itself sort of of the human condition at the yeah. same time, which makes it really enjoyable. It's a movie that like 
I feel like it could have fallen apart very easily if it weren't for like having such a good central performance. It's like Sam Rockwell really obviously carries the movie because he's essentially the only person really in it. And he's the real treat. Yeah, absolutely. I feel if you had like a different performance, maybe the movie doesn't hold together as well. If Did I you- could recast, I would have gone Guy Pearce. I'm just saying. It isn't like if we had to remove Rockwell Have you seen Lockdown? No. Watch Lockdown. Or Lockout. I'll look at it. I'll look it up. Lockout, yeah. I think. It's, it's Guy Pearce in a space prison. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Did you guys notice Matt Berry? Is one of the yes. executives? No. Yep. I didn't notice that the first time I saw it. <laughs> That's crazy. Good stuff though, right? Yeah. Um, I was watching it again this time and, and about the, the second time that he pops up, I go, I know that voice. <laughs> and there, there's there's never a, a zoom in on, on the executives. They're sort of on a screen, on the screen. So it's kind already- Kind of fuzzy as well. Kind yeah. of fuzzy as well. But you go- Holy shit, that's Matt Berry. <laughs> so this does take place in the IT crowd universe. Because he's on the board as well. Because of bloody course he is. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back next week for either Princess Bride or might be a James Bond film. We'll work it out. We'll work, we'll you'll know because you. it'll rock up in the feed. Us card subject to change. Um, social, I guess. Yeah. Yes, we have them. Check us out. <laughs> on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. And if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Second Take. And if you want to follow Jordan on Twitter, what's your handle? I have no idea. Uh, it is Jordan MSPP. What does that stand for? Uh, Malibu Stacy Pop Punk. Oh, that's Which is also out. my currently defunct band. If you want to check us out, <laughs> we are on all streaming platforms. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm Bastion underscore James. Um, or my Sebastian underscore James. Yeah, I should probably know that. I believe it's Bastion. Bastion. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and if you want to jump onto our website, we have secondtakepodcast.com or check us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash secondtake. We'll be back with something sometime next week, but also on Wednesday for the Variety Hour. Indeed. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.